Spencer Jr. protected now by the traffic car of Didier Taze as he comes to the 11th and final turn. And it looks like he's going to manage it again. He comes carefully off of the hairpin. And Al Unser Jr. scores three in a row as he takes a win at the Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. And welcome to another episode of Dinner with Racers. I'm Sean Heckman. I'm Ryan Eversley. And uh, you know, we got that uh, TV show on Motor Trend, We Ryan. sure do. That's on Motor Trend Plus or Motor Trend's YouTube channel. If you go to uh, youtube.com forward slash Motor Trend Watch, you can see a number of Dinner with Racers programs, including our most recent season that launched this summer. Uh, and we did a two-part behind the scenes of how the Grand Prix of Long Beach gets made. Brian, what's the Grand Prix of Long Beach? It's a street race on the streets of Long Beach that is built every year and then removed from that area because it's a temporary street circuit. It's fast. It has a ton of people and the amount of logistics required to get it built in one of the probably most temperamental traffic areas in the world. Southern California and traffic. It takes a lot of effort. So we were really excited to get to sit down with the folks that make it all happen. So if you're looking to listen to a traditional episode of Dinner with Racers where you hear us doing a one-on-one with somebody in the sport, this is not. This is a behind-the-scenes series of podcasts that show more of the extended cuts. If you watch our show on Motor Trend, you'll see cut-up interviews that show little snippets of things to tell a story these are some of the long form interviews in a more extended way just to kind of hear the real stories that they were told not just as something we could cut up in the thing so if you go on to motor trend plus it's called building long beach part one and part two if you go to motor trend on youtube i don't know what they called it it's two completely different titles for some reason we didn't do it one of the biggest characters we met on the trip was john morris john is a restaurant owner in the area he owns the boathouse by the bay in belmont shore and he's been living in the long beach area for a long time and has all sorts of crazy stories from Bobby Rahal to fans from the sailors that used to visit and enjoy the activities in Long Beach. And he was a lot of fun for us to sit down with. You know what I like about John Morris, Ryan? What's that? He's very subtle in his takes on life. (laughs) You know, when you're looking for a personality, look no further. It's worth noting up to this point, It'd been an interesting process to try and get stories out of people and get some honesty. And then John Morris showed up and we knew we were fine. <laughs> and uh, what kind of tires got us there? That would be Continental Tires. Cross Contact LX Speech. Thanks, Acura. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. So uh, we came here on the promise that you're going to be the one guy that didn't hold back for us. We've met with tourism board members, city council members, all sorts of bigwigs. And everybody was really polite and politically (laughs) correct. And we think you'll be a little bit different. There's no doubt. Was this place a hole at one point? It was definitely a hole, (laughs) especially downtown. Especially downtown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, you're from England and then the East Coast. Yeah, England to Pennsylvania, then to California in 73. Okay, so growing up in England, growing up uh, in the East Coast, your vision of California from the movies and what Long Beach was, were they two different things? Well, see, when I moved to Long Beach, I moved to Belmont Shore, which was totally different. Even though it's Long Beach, a lot of people associate with Belmont Shore as Orange County. It's very upscale. Even today, people walk in this restaurant where we're located. Yeah, yeah. 
and they live here in Long Beach, and they think it's Orange County. It, it's yeah, kind I can of see a, that. Because when you're comparing the downtown of the 70s yeah, yeah, yeah. to the, here today, it's night and day. So in terms of the kind of businesses you would have seen in downtown Long Beach back in the day when you first showed up, because you, you got here in like 1973? Yes. And at the time, pretty rough. Definitely pretty rough. Downtown was very sketchy. Yeah. Tattoo parlors, porn shops, porn movies. I mean, they had everything on Ocean Avenue. It was the visualization as I'm sitting here with you today, thinking Pit Row was on Ocean Avenue. Yeah. And across the street was all the porn shops and all the porn movie theaters, triple X rated. Everywhere. Yeah, you know, swallow this kind of movie headlines as you've <laughs> seen all that right. shit. You know, so. I'm here, I'm yeah, here yeah, for yeah, this. Yeah. We're yeah. Now. yeah. You know, so that's the way it was, though. Yeah. That's exactly when they, I mean, it was yeah. wild and crazy. The Kona Hotel, which was on that, when they turned right off Ocean and come down Linden. Yeah. And did a little scoot through the back lot. There's a five-story with the Round Towers building. Yeah, in. yeah. Next to it used to be a building, the Kona Hotel. And every year they'd have shows, people <laughs> banging on the deal. And you'd be in the grandstands waiting for it to start. Right. And it was just... You know, before cell phones and cameras, you could get away with a lot of stuff. Right, right, right. Just even the headlines of the different shows that were showing at the time was something. Even though I know that uh, ABC was doing the things back then, I believe, they never showed any of that. Right. But you could just be standing on one side of Ocean Avenue looking across the other side, and there's nothing you could do to screen it out because <laughs> they're up here. Right, right. So it was kind of like it was just part of the show. Yeah. And it was the actual tail end of the Long Beach being a major Navy town. Right, right. So the Navy was already leaving. So all of those, I mean, it was definitely nasty. <laughs> so it seems like because of the, the naval shipyard <clears throat> being there, a lot of the local attractions at the time for Long Beach were because you're looking to entertain Navy boys coming home, and they get a day or two off, and they're going to go blow off some steam. They're going to get tattoos. They're going to go yeah. to bars, and they might go have a fun time at the shoe show. Yeah, and it was the tail end of the pike that they had down there where the big roller coaster mm -hmm. was down where, what the hell is there right now, the, the Hyatt Hotel. Right. Basically, <laughs> that, all of that was going away, so the infrastructure that was added for the Navy, I mean, it was all dive bars, tattoo parlors, mm -hmm. pawn shops. It was very sketchy. And, like, I was the first, I'm known as the pioneer of downtown Long Beach. Okay. I opened a restaurant on Pine Avenue in 1988, and I was the only business on the street. Really? The only business. What'd you, what was the name of it? Mums. I named it after my mum. Okay. okay. And it was a northern Italian, very upscale. And thanks to people like Bobby Rahal, without Bobby, that restaurant, I don't even know if I'd have made it back then. Because even on Grand Prix weekend i was dead yeah and i'm the only nice restaurant in downtown yeah, yeah. but nobody wanted to venture sure yeah too sketchy to go out yeah. walking and i'd met bobby through my one of my dear friends on the budweiser distributorship bobby was sponsored by budweiser mm -hmm. and uh red roof inn yeah. at that time yeah and uh my buddy called me and my buddy was also partners with frank sinatra oh wow they owned the distributorship together yeah so he calls me and said you know i've got this driver that wants to go out and play golf and would you take him? I said, well, who is it? And he said, Bobby Rahal. I said, well, I know the name. Yeah, I'll right. take him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then Bobby and I hit it off. We became very dear friends. And yeah. I just spoke with him the other day when his kids, Graham was like three and four and five. Mm -hmm. They would drop him off at my house here in Long Beach. And they would stay and play with my kids while Bobby and back then it was Debbie would, uh, <laughs> I guess I could say that on the air. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
It was, it was fun times. Yeah. I got to know a lot of that racing, and I was a, they made my restaurant a big success downtown. Yeah. He turned it around just by spreading the word, let's get up here and support this guy. So it worked out great for me yeah. back then. But what caused you to open a restaurant in a seedy part of town that like doesn't seem like I mean, if you'd opened up a bar i could see it but it well, i like opened up uh, legends over here in belmont shore in 1979 uh-huh. which is if you look back on it it's the first sports bar ever built on the planet really not many guys can say that I we had the first of everything okay uh, first big screen tv from mitsubishi yeah with a rear projection it was 30 feet back you yeah. have to have a dark room for it sure sure fix the lenses every day to make sure it's dialed in yeah satellite dishes i had the ticket tape Right. Stock market ticket tape deal. Right. Man. And so we had all of that, and we lost a lot of the stuff we'd collected over the years in the fire they had. We yeah. lost it in the fire, but Nelson Piquet gave me his Formula One shell of his car back then. They would come. Legends was one of these spots yeah. at the tail end of Formula One. Yeah. And the teams would come in, and one day he said, John, come to our place after the race. I got something for you. And he gave us the whole shell of his car it was just incredible so we had it hanging on the wall at legends and lost that in the fire so you had experience in the area of starting legends which is like the first sports bar yes and so you had success with that but still that doesn't why would you then go hey let me open a nice place down in a sketchy part of town because i was enticed by the city of long beach being this guy that and i where legends is located that street was not what it is today again that was all bars from the navy days yeah so i'm giving the credit as revitalizing Second Street in Belmont Shore. So then the city comes to me. We want you to do this, this, and this. They lied like (laughs) hell, of course. (laughs) They made all these promises, and then when I opened, they just (laughs) me even more. (laughs) So it's kind of like, and I'll give you just one example. The brochures they hand out to entice you to come to an area showed Pine Avenue with all this patio dining and beautiful patios. Uh In 1988. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. not like it's 2020 now. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did my design. It's got beautiful patio out front. Yeah. I opened the restaurant. I got my patio. Two weeks after opening, they come by and said, you got to shut the patio down. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right, right. There's right. not an ordinance on the books that allows patio dining in the city of Long Beach. I go, what in the hell are you <laughs> guys talking about? <laughs> you go up and down the coast. You see patio dining everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere. And I took, I went out and took pictures. Sunset Boulevard. I was everywhere. Yeah. I go, what is the problem? Yeah, yeah. But they just wanted to f*** me. <laughs> After they enticed you. And they out. did. Yeah, yeah. So it took me two years to get that permit back. Yeah. Two years. So I've got the first patio dining permit legal in the city of Long Beach. Okay. But it only took me two years. Right, right. But it t- even then, it took until the late 80s for something like that to start showing up in the town. Yeah. Before yeah. that, yeah. it was yeah. just all shipyards. Even though all the brochures showed what they envisioned for the future. Right. And okay. I brought that to them, and they said, no, you're too early. <laughs> <laughs> the photos are just Newport. But right, when, we right, did, right. When, yeah. we, when we were open, though, in 88, in 80, 1989... Is when, you know, Bobby really, I was hurting. I was not doing well. Business was terrible. Yeah. And now, is Bobby, that because you were kind of too nice for that area? People wouldn't come to that area. That's my point. Yeah. Is it like yeah. that attracts a very, certain crowd that may not be local The there. perception. Yeah. Pine Avenue was safe, but perception, you got to get through. you got to go through the bad parts of Long Beach to right. get to this good like street. Like yeah. no, when I opened, there was no Blue Line. When I opened, there was no Renaissance Hotel. When I opened, there was no rock bottom building on the other corner. And all the other stores on Pine Avenue were boarded up. 
I was the only one. Right. So you're trying to start this nice Italian restaurant to get there. You have to park, walk across the board of buildings, the porn shops, to then have, exactly. to have mums. And the old white people on this side of town would not come down there. They were intimidated. So the growth of downtown has been a, a huge process. I lived it for 24 years. So you were one of the first people to invest in the event? Yeah, I was one of the, one of the initial investors back, back in 75. Yeah. Yeah. The 500, 5,000, Formula 5. Four hundred five thousand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was that Brian Redman, right? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, former guest of our show. So, and I would take buses. Mm-hmm. I back then, even without a bar, I organized double decker buses, leaving from where we lived over in Belmont Shore. I'd have two to three buses going every year for the Grand Prix. Bought a hundred plus tickets, and we just created a party. It was a phenomenal event from day one for me. When it all started. Uh, Chris Pook and then Jim McCallion, there was this, this sort of investment ownership group Correct. that started the whole event. Yeah. Um, we have it from an anonymous source named, we'll call him James. <laughs> um, James M. James M. Uh, who said that, you know, half the investors were car guys, racing guys who just yep. thought it was going to be a good time. And half were maybe people they might have inflated the story a little bit about the value of the oh, absolutely which which side of the fence were you on i know i well i did my investment because i also got the concession so that was one of the reasons i did oh, you had I a did. real reason yeah yeah. Okay. so mine was a different thing but the a lot of the local people did put money in not a lot of money and they never made any money when you first hear that there's an investment group being put together and that there's a possibility to invest in the race what was enticing about that to you I just love the excitement of bringing, event, bringing events to Long Beach. I just really believed, and I love car racing, and I was excited as hell about, this, is, this could be. I believed everything, and I, I still believe. I think it was one of the best things we ever did for this city. It gave this, put the city on the map. And now for the last, what, 40-some years, it's, it's the longest-running street race, I believe, in North America. So I was a big, I just, I truly, I got hooked on it the minute they announced it. Yeah. I just got excited. Now, were you a race fan prior to? I always just watched. I was right. never really, I wouldn't call me a race fan. I never you went to a diet. race. You weren't going to Sebring or Daytona. No, on your nothing like that at all. But I was more about supporting the local community and getting behind it and making it help make it work. And that's when I started doing the bus trips from Belmont Shore down. And we've done bus trips for 40 years. And you still legends. do them today. Yeah, but now I also do them here. You'll see a boat coming in on them behind me, the Aqualink, and that takes you to downtown. So I convinced McCallion to give me a special gate behind Grand Slam 40, first of turn yeah. of the race. And we take people from here by boat, and I call it my Monaco West. <laughs> right. I take them right to the grandstand. It pulls up right behind the grandstand. They come here and have breakfast. So for, for a business like yours, yeah. this really is an integrated event. Yeah. People can have an excuse to come to your restaurant, yeah. have some lunch, have some breakfast, a late dinner, yeah. come to and from the race. They win, you well, win. Well, I knew the positiveness that it created at Legends when I had the buses every year with the same tickets every year. And then when I went downtown Long Beach on Pine Avenue, I didn't have to do transportation. They all just came to that restaurant. They got their tickets and walked down. Then when I came over here 12 years ago, I was going, what am I going to do about the Grand Prix? How am I going to do this? How am I going to get those people to come all the way over here? They didn't even know this existed. Yeah, right. Right? So then I did the, the boat deal, 
So then that first time I did the boat, Bobby, Ray Hall, organized a party. I organized then the Aqualink to bring him here. And that's how he got started. And you know Pete Twitty and um, do you know that name with Marlboro Racing back in the day? Wish I did. Yeah, he, <laughs> we want that money. He brought a lot of parties to me. And he was good friends with Bobby and we're still good friends today. But Long, the Grand Prix is my favorite week of the year in Long Beach. Right. Totally. I just, the experiences I've had over the years and where it's taken me. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. I went to the Formula One in Monaco, just being invited by, back then, at, uh, oh my God, the German beer team, Wursteiner. Yeah. yeah. They invited me over there and just, I had a blast. <laughs> and we hung out with Ringo and George one weekend. My buddy organized <laughs> it just for me. Yeah. Being from that area, I'd never met him. Yeah. So that was one of the great experiences for me. Just so you meeting got, those guys. You got to meet Beatles because you moved to California, opened a sports bar, exactly. opened an Italian restaurant, and eventually got to go to Monaco. Yep. It was uh, one of those deals. And the guy that introduced us ended up being a mercenary gun runner, uh, part of the cocaine hiding in the wheel wells of cars. So and he had a we big, might know uh, a few of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're on our way to the Formula One through London to go to Monaco. Supposed to be meeting him, and next thing you know, on TV, they're showing you a big chase through the streets of Lund <laughs> London. It's him. Nice. Yeah, I guess he's not coming. Yeah. Or maybe he is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Dougie Morton. <laughs> yeah. Doug yeah. Morton was his name. Crazy. Nice. That's awesome. I'll talk about that all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, do you have old photos of, of uh, Legends? Yeah. Okay, just, right. I'm just thinking for the edit. No, so, like, maybe let's, let's yeah. do some like, Any stable old stuff. photos you have of all yeah. your stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. Let, let's get a few sound bites about Legends yeah. because this is the that we haven't been able to get. Like, we've got right. lots of, like, the cars and the yeah, racing. Yeah. But, yeah. So the restaurant we're eating at today is a very nice restaurant in more of the sort of southern pier end. The 90803. Yeah. <laughs> nice. The high-end <laughs> zip code. Yeah. We're doing that okay is the most, You may be from England, but that's the most southern California thing you could have <laughs> <Yeah>. done. <laughs> um, uh, but you started Legends, yes. which is sort of the sports bar of sports bars in Long Beach. Anyone who's been to that Grand Prix for... 30 years knows legend. Yes. Go. Most definite. I yeah. mean, when we opened in, we opened in 1979, yeah. and my partner was Dennis Harrah, who played with the Rams, yeah. which was here. Yeah. They used to be a Los Angeles football team. Yeah. Before they weren't. But that was and then the, they were. So we opened in December of 79. Yeah. Two weeks after opening, the Rams beat Tampa Bay in Tampa okay. to win, the, to get the rights to go to the Super Bowl, which is being played in LA. Right. So next thing you know, we have all the Pittsburgh Steelers and legends. They came down with a full bus because Dennis went to school with those guys. So I would tell you this, in our first year of business at Legends, we were on national TV a minimum, a minimum of 30 times. Really? Oh, yeah. Paid there was nothing itself. else like it. Yeah. When you have buses pull up and the whole Ram team comes in. Yeah, people know that. And the whole that. Dodger team comes yeah. by bus. Tommy Lasorda, Frank Sinatra tells him, hey, go to Legends. So he brought the whole, yeah. the whole team, Ian, the legends. These are all L.A. staples, and they're headed to Long Beach. Yeah, I'm guessing there's photos of a lot of this stuff because you strike me as the kind of person that would be like, mm -hmm. that's Tommy Lasorda. A lot oh, of them got burned yeah. down. Right. Oh, it's a bummer. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, we were the hub of sports back then. We right. had lines around the corner. And if you were going to – again, we've got. let's assume we have some of your old photos, but – but when you walk in, what was the vibe you wanted? That you're walking into a, a legendary sports. Right. Everything in there was Long Beach legends. So it's local sports memorabilia. Right. Race cars are up there. 
And when we lost to Nelson Piquet, Ray Hall replaced it with one of his cars. So, so we have his Bobby car right Ray now. Ray Hall Indy car. Miller Lite hanging up right on the wall at Legends. Yeah. And that came up one day. It was just funny when he knew we'd lost it. We were just talking about it. He was back in uh, Columbus. Yeah. And about a week later, this rig pulls out front, and they say, we have a delivery for John Morris. And I go, delivery? What kind? What do you got? Walks outside and just throws up the back door, and there's a race car. He said, what do you want me to do with this? It's like, holy Yeah. So you were one of the first to really first see the opportunity for sort of a, a nice bar, or to see a nice restaurant with mums, and then, of course, Legends, and a, a nice sports bar opens. But it takes... 20 years for that sort of downtown Long Beach area to really start catching up with you in terms of never the caught things up. that are out there. <laughs> They're still not there. No, it's just, I don't know. It's uh, the convention bureau and the tourism segment is terrific. But I'm put, That's going to be a problem. <laughs> okay, that's the yellow boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Grand Prix shuttle from the oh, boathouse. Oh, is it? Okay. Do you, do you put like a bar card on that thing for that deal? Yeah, you do. Yeah, Atta you boy. Do. Yeah, yeah boost Got to have fun, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming for this sell. next year. Yeah. Through the 70s and the 80s, it's this specific section of Long Beach is naval shipyards. You do have the Pike, but even the Pike being a sort of a low-end entertainment center attracts Well, that's what it, the demographics of the income level of a lot of the people on the west side of Long Beach is not good. And today, it's not good. Even though downtown has developed in the last 25 years, there's nowhere near enough density to support the infrastructure they put in. We're 30 years away from ever having that density density. To sort of have in order to lag, make all that yeah. ground floor retail they put in. And I can just tell you that the number of restaurant seats they have downtown, there's no way they all survive. It, it's impossible. And the COVID took the Pine Avenue area back to another, to me, it's back to 1988. So the last 18 months, that part of Long Beach has existed on the Grand Prix and of course convention center traffic, a little bit of tourism, all basically surrounding people being present outside out there. That's all been gone the last 18 months. How important to that community is this race coming back to set that theme that, that it's back? I think it's massive. I think it's... Uh, some kind of normalcy maybe for that weekend and some kind of okay we're starting to come out of it that's what you hope and i'm talking to michaeli and you know i just you pray that it's it gets a good sell you just pray that nothing else happens right now this delta variance whatever the hell it is or but it just seems like they're allowing the big events to go they're allowing football i mean i'll catch you later <laughs> He's the guy that went with me to Monaco. Oh, cool. When we met with Ringo and George. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. He, he just had a five-way bypass. Ooh. Rough. That sucks. That's no joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sean, you looking forward to that? That's, That's coming <laughs> next year. <laughs> right. he got a five job, so now he's, he's like a 21-year-old. <laughs> the circulation is much better now. Yeah. Well, let's talk, talk about that. Yeah, let's talk there about you that. Go. Yeah, hey, Sean, good luck, Sean. You enjoy <laughs> that, man. So, in racing, one of the most popular bars on the on the schedule is a place called Seepkins in Road America, and it's notorious for any racer from any walk of life has spent some time there, most likely. But also, they've had a food fight that was legendary. There's so many great stories of people crawling out of there. I've got to believe you've got stories about legends and legends crawling out of there. 
Yeah, but are we allowed? I can't talk about my friends like that. <laughs> but I can, I can talk about James Hunt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James yeah. Hunt, Jody Schechter. Now we're talking. My buddy that just walked by. Yeah. We we got to know James Hunt pretty well. Yeah. So we I bet up, you did. The bar ended up going to. It's called Marina Pacific. It's a big apartment complex over here. Uh-huh. We have a lot of jacuzzis. <laughs> so I was. I always like to refer to myself. I was James Hunt's wingman. Mm-hmm. I just took the leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> but Mike and I would hang out with him, and we'd go over here and party. And Platt Security runs all the – they're all ex-cops. They yeah. all run the security. They, they came over one night, and they said, you guys are not allowed in this jacuzzi. Why not? It's after 10 o'clock. And I said, do you know who we're with? I just think – Oh, you're that guy. Yeah. You and were. he goes, I don't give a f- who you're with. <laughs> and we go, we're with James Hunt and Jody Schechter. Formula One driver. Yeah. Security guy didn't give a shit. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> so made you it guys worse. are yeah. out of here. So then Hunt <laughs> says, okay, let's, Hunt goes, let's go back to the hotel. So the drive from this end of town mm-hmm. to downtown Long Beach. Yeah. I rode with him. Mike rode with Schechter. Yeah. And they raced each other. Sketchy. Holy <laughs> I think that drive took nine minutes. Right, right. Normally a 25-minute drive. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Crazy. But it was a blast. Because <laughs> we were drunk, it didn't matter. Right. You, you don't know. Those are my drinking days. Yeah. There's other stories I can't talk about, though. Okay, what if you left the driver or not? Yeah, what if you said, a driver you might know. We don't need a name. I mean, we want to know personally. We used to throw yeah. nice, uh, well, downtown Long Beach. Mm-hmm. When I had the Mums restaurant, I also had the nightclub Cohiba. Okay. Same same plot? Yeah, upstairs. And uh, I had the yeah. whole, you know yeah. what Broadway and Pine is, yeah. right? Is that 7-Eleven? Yep. yep. I had the restaurant next door where it's now Bobo. Okay. Rooftop. And then above the 7-Eleven, 7,500 square feet. So you could come from right from my rooftop into that. So we used to have disco bands up there. I used to have lap dancing. <laughs> Grand Prix weekend was always lap dancing and mm-hmm. just getting guys jobs and just taking care of business. <laughs> My job was to make everybody happy. Okay. And I assume if it's that kind of place, especially in the 70s and 80s, drivers would come through there. <laughs> I mean, in the se- now. Yeah, now. <laughs> I don't think they'd come now, babe. you got camera phones. Yeah. Things you, are different. I'm not going to give it to you. I imagine you're the kind of guy that would be like, all right, phones stay outside. we got a lockbox and everything. No, you I figure got, it out. I, I got caught too many times. <laughs> <laughs> I was busted three times for having that kind of fun in restaurants. <laughs> And my wife always goes, I can't believe you. I said, honey, my job is entertainment. Yeah, I, gotta, I know yeah, what yeah. people like. Yeah. So that's all yeah. I'm doing, yeah. mm-hmm. providing entertainment. Mm-hmm. Well, you did. Mm-hmm. I did. Okay. So I'm guessing you're obviously not going to name names. That's a kind of okay. We're going to get them offline. But uh, I'm guessing being a provider of entertainment, you met half the F1 paddock in the good years. Well, I met enough of, yeah. yeah. But I... I I can't. I just can't say names. <laughs> That's it's hard to tell stories and not throw in the name because that makes it even more fun. Yeah, well, we can, we okay. can, legitimately, we can bleep these things. I had some great nights with. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. In, yeah. His, in his young days, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that dude's still crazy. Yeah. 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 Not a lot has changed. Yeah. No, but there. But it was fun. It was fun <laughs> stuff. Right. In my mind, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm sure the today wouldn't appreciate that, but. The women involved like to participate, so yeah. I don't see yeah. where that's a problem. Okay, take James Hunt out of it because the man was from another level. Who would run up the biggest bar tab at Legends? 
Oh my God. You <laughs> Tracy was there a lot. <laughs> How do we know? At a Tracy bar? was at Mum's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Mum's restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it mainly. He likes fancy stuff. He likes his fa- especially fancy liquor. Yeah. yeah. So he was really good, and so was uh, uh, Dario Franchitti. Spent a lot of time. Yeah. There. Yeah. That's a man who well, yeah, he, he married, likes nice uh, Italian. Uh, I get to yeah. Ashley Judd. He was yes. Yeah. yeah. So they, I mean. A lot of those parties were groups of 20, 30, so they always yeah. spend a lot of money. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. for sure. It's not a bad we deal. Had, I mean, just about every team would visit, especially Legends back then, because there was nothing downtown. So they'd come to Belmont Shore, and Legends was the, the place to was be. The place, yeah. Because this area right over here was just dead. Yeah. Do you know the phrase game when it comes to the ladies? Like, if a guy has good game, it means oh, he's able to. I know to. what you mean, yeah. Okay. So, James Hunt. He's in his he's own territory. His own. Yeah, he's, he's on. Own. He's on another echelon. Uh, who surprisingly had great game that you wouldn't have expected. But see, they were all married. <laughs> great answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're still around. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Cheapest driver mm. never picks up the tab. Ray Hall. <laughs> 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 no, Bobby's great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I can honestly say I don't really again most of the drivers never whipped out the wallet anyway the PR guy was doing it the marketing guy whomever look at that <laughs> I hate my job you're going to see that in a minute yep <laughs> we're about to prove that mm-hmm. alright 1990s military bases and such close countrywide a huge number of places go away in 1990s as it relates to Navy or Air Force or whatever Long Beach's Naval Shipyard is one of those casualties. Uh, for somebody like you, you see that happening. What is the fear of change in that community? I think the fear factor with the city was, how are we going to replace this? Right. And then there's guys like me, the entrepreneurs, that are always willing to take chances, and restaurant owners are known as crazy right. people to open so up. the city is like, oh, God, what do we do? And you're like, opportunity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how I looked at it, because yeah. they were doing some... Uh, Community development grants, redevelopment money. Right. Even though then once they did it, then they screwed you with it later. I mean, even Second Street, the Belmont Shore, which is the 90803, the high-end area of town, when we opened Legends, it was, again, it was just all dive bars. Everything. There was like 18 of them, and today there's two. They've all gone because the neighborhood doesn't like bars now. So funny how they, they get the new people moving in. They don't like why they, they moved there to have that entertainment, but once they move there, they don't want it. Yeah, right, right. It's like you're bringing too mm-hmm. many people here. Well, isn't that why you came here? Yeah, that's what attracted to you. It's just the way yeah. it is, not yeah. in my backyard mentality in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. They're crazy. Yeah. So um, it's obviously a big community event, but there are detractors. There are people who There's don't want the Grand Prix to happen. Yep. Um, in your experience, who are they primarily? People trying to get a freebie because the Grand Prix would pay to send them away for the weekend. Mm. I think you had a couple of environmentalists that just bitch about everything. I mean, I do a July 3rd Big Bang on the Bay out here. Yeah, July 3rd. And I got to surround that tree right there with a 50-foot perimeter because a bird sits in that tree. Uh What's that got to do with the noise from the fireworks over here? It's like, but the rest of the year, you can stand under that tree and yell and scream all you want. But on the fireworks night, you're not allowed to stand underneath that tree. So those are the kind of people you have to deal with. How many businesses or residents who are complaining about the race currently, how many would you say 
moved into the restaurant or, or moved into the area or started their their business after the race well i know there's <clears throat> there's only one restaurant guy downtown that doesn't like the grand prix okay but he just doesn't like the city hall I so see. it's one of his and when did he start his, his restaurant Way after the Grand Prix started. Okay, so it's the and sort that's of one of the arguments I have with him. He li- he's right there where I go with my tickets, and him and I headbutt quite a bit. But in my head, I'm going, "What are you thinking? If I'm over here, five miles away, and I'm selling out my restaurant, bringing people by boat, and here you are sitting behind the very same Grand Slam, why aren't you promoting VIP tickets with your restaurant?" He won't do it. So to me, it's like he just wants to bitch. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just sucks. He doesn't like the city. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I look at him like that. And with the residents, I would say the, the vast majority are relatively new to downtown. And they don't like the inconvenience. Right. Right. But those high-rise people have, they buy those buildings with the stipulation, you know, there's a Grand Prix. Right. It's not like a surprise no, later. No, yeah. told. Hey, yeah. on this weekend, this is the way it is. Yeah. Sign here. Yeah, right. So they all do it, then they want to bitch anyway. <laughs> okay, so what's the one story that the city of Long Beach doesn't want you to tell? I pretty much already said it, did I? Okay, so... They suck. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I just say that in that the city screws over the Grand Prix all the time. Yeah. They really manipulate, play games, and what he does for this community with McKaylee in the last 20 years... It's just amazing what the, the positive side of things are. And yet, every time there's a contract, it's like a battle. Yeah. He has to fight to convince them to keep it. It's just amazing to me. You've owned bars in that area of town. You've owned nice restaurants in that area of town. It sounds like you can verifiably say that there is an uptick in income. It's the biggest weekend traffic. of the year for business. I don't And especially like the 90803 area, it's big now, bigger. But Pine Avenue, now that they've opened the Pike, they kind of divided the market. And when the IndyCar and Champ Car, I forget which one went first, when they had to split, that's when you saw a little different in terms of business volume on Grand Prix weekend. Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah. It's never really come back sure. to the levels it used to be, but it's still a boon for business downtown and i assume even a low attendance mid-2000s weekend is still better than one nobody. of your best weekends of the year there's nobody there otherwise it's still a crowd that most sports car races would kill to have yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so for sure it was always my biggest weekend of the year always and i made it that way though i i i sell packages you know i'm john morris i did this yeah, I love I love the Grand Prix. I was going to say, you, you've had ups and downs with the city of Long Beach, and you've been a business owner in the area the entire time the race has been here. And yet, even despite having some issues with people involved, you still go to every race every year. Exactly. Because I, I look at this as it's, it's phenomenal for the city. It's totally puts us on the map, keeps us on the map. It keeps people talking about Long Beach. I hope, I mean... I dread the day they think about getting rid of it because I don't think that's far away. You seem to have a good understanding of the surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. Is it safe to say that a Long Beach resident is a different type of person than the surrounding areas? Like somebody from Newport Beach doesn't seem to be the same as somebody from here in Long Beach. It's a different planet. Long Beach is very, very, very diverse, uh, which I love all about that. I love everything about it. I love the 
you can go anywhere in this town and get great food from anywhere on the planet. Yeah. Um, Newport Beach to me is just a little, I don't know, too lily white, I guess. Sure. Sure. And you know <laughs> they brag about they brag about how much money they have, and yet you come to Long Beach, they're so laid back. Yeah. They don't talk about what they have. Yeah. yeah. I think people outside of Southern California don't realize there are genuinely different cultures from the different beach communities. Venice is very different from Long Beach. is very different from Newport Beach. Across that little, those rooftops that you see right over there, that's Orange County. Yeah. And they don't like each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a red part There's of like the state. There's like a fence, right. And we're in a blue part of the state. Right. So I'm in the f***ing middle. Right, in Orange County. Like, the build that wall. That's right. <laughs> to Long Beach. That's right. <laughs> right, right. So they cross the moat, as I call it. There's a little bridge over here, and I said, so you cross the moat tonight to get a little County culture. Moat. That's yeah. what I tell Yeah, nice to step out of your comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going on vacation across the bridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going on a sojourn. Be with the regular know? people. Yeah. Wow. Be surprised. Yeah, oh, no. I, I believe everything I you're saying. Yeah. You have a good grasp on it. I think it's safe to say today that the relationship between Jim McCaleen and Chris Pook is delicate. Uh, is that unfortunate to you? Is that unfortunate? Yeah. No, I just think they both got goods on each other. They can't uh. say about each other. Because <laughs> they both did the first count. Yeah. 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 I mean, just like everything else, I think everybody has goods on somebody, and that's how government works. We got one mind here. <laughs> you actually came here for the first time to Long Beach because of the Queen Mary? I was driving out here with a friend. Yeah. We're coming to L.A. And we got the big Thomas Brothers guidebook, you know, the map book. I don't. <laughs> See, I'm older than you. I'm older than you. So now we're at Riverside. <laughs> right. We're going to L.A. Where are we going? L.A. So we get the book out. Yeah. And as we're driving through Riverside, I see this billboard visit the Queen Mary Long Beach and I said to my buddy let's go there and have a cup of tea and we'll figure out because I looked at the book it's on the water yeah let's go there and then I never my first apartment was right over there mm -hmm. 175 bucks a month I'm looking at the ocean I thought what the so yeah. you, were, you were drawn in by the Queen Mary and then basically like the Orange County the moat kept you, kept you locked in the Brit in me got me to the Queen Mary yeah okay and then I never left during the broadcast for the Long Beach Grand Prix, you can't have an opening montage. You can't look at a Long Beach postcard without some element of the Queen Mary being on there. Correct. <coughs> Get rid of it. Okay. Wow. wow. All right. Okay. Um, it's I'm been a proponent a of getting rid of it. We should have got rid of it a long time ago. And it's the thing that drew you to the area. Correct. But it's, it's what it's going to cost to bring that back to any kind of semblance of the old days or whatever. It's not going to work. Right. Unless you made it a casino. Uh huh. Make it a casino, then it'll work for everybody. But they'll never do that. We, 15 years ago, maybe 20, Japan wanted to buy it. Uh huh. They'd made a deal with the operators. They'd made a deal. They were going to buy it, take it, tow it to Japan, refurbish it 100%. Right. Use it as a casino for 15 years. Uh huh. And then bring it back and give it back to Long Beach, pristine. City manager, no, 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 we can do better than that. <laughs> That's the kind of things they do. <laughs> Queen Mary right now, it's, it is a floating object, but it is not an operational boat, but it's still used for hotels and bars and whatnot. It's, it's been in the headlines a lot lately for an outsider like us. What are the problems that it's having right now? Well, the, they've never spent money on it to fix it. Okay. Every time they talk about fixing it, every operator that comes in from Joe Prevotel days way back. Right. 
the, the, bo- the bottom of the boat is rotted. And so by fix it, like a hotel fixing it means, you know, maybe it needs some new walls. This thing is going to sink. Yeah. It's sinking. Yeah. It's rotting. So why not tow it out halfway between here and Catalina, sink the f- and make it a dive deal reef. I mean, and build a big hotel right there. Yeah. Do something else. Reinvent that area. I mean, it, the worst part about that area is you've got to use the 710 to get to it. So you've got to come down with the trucks. Yeah. It's not the prettiest of worlds out there. Yeah. Does it bother you how much you keep your opinions to yourself? <laughs> like partner, just want to speak let, I'll just tell you this. Yeah. My partner here is a big-time lobbyist. Okay. okay. And his so family you know friend, his job in our partnership is to keep me quiet. <laughs> right. Do not yeah. talk to reporters. Don't get it. Yeah. Don't get in front of it. Because I've been on the front page. I'm sure. I'm sure. I think I've been on the front page more than any other business person in this community. So, at, at one time, you were the beer concession supplier yes. to the race. Yeah. And you had partnership with Budweiser. Yes. How many best friends did you suddenly have that you didn't realize? <laughs> Every year. Yeah. Yeah. We have T-shirts they make up here when we do events. Uh-huh. And my employees demand the T-shirts every event. And on the back of the T-shirt, it says, hashtag, I know John Morris, too. Yeah. Because everybody shows up, they want a freebie. Yes. They go, well, yes. John said. Yeah. And my staff goes, yeah, well, I know him, too. Yeah, right. When we met Armando this morning. Yeah, he had the he shirt had on. on. And we're yeah. like, holy yeah. shit, look at yeah. that. Yeah. That must be a thing here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is, because yeah. we yeah. do big events, and everybody, I've been yeah. doing this for 40 years, so everybody knows who I am. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, so people drop they names. Get they in. drop yeah, names. Yeah. We're doing it now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. For sure. Be here next week. We have staff shirts. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get away with murder. Could you describe Long Beach in one word? No. Could you two two words? <laughs> <laughs> I could describe it more than one word, but it's. It, I just I just love Long Beach. I love the diversity of everything about this city. Uh, I hate the politics, but the people are phenomenal. I'm finished. sun is shining 24 7 because when we're together it feels like we're in heaven if it will get dark you'll be my million stars i know i can lean on you oh you catch me like a leaf falling from a tree if i'll be a shooting star you make a wish no i don't fake this kind of feeling never felt so real my heart is on the table cause you're my everything I do, 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 I wanna marry you Cause when you're around I know it's true ooh, ooh, The way you make me feel is so good, baby So good, so good Every single day we spend apart I wanna be with you Baby, take my hand, hold it tight just like you do so good, so good When I wake up in the morning and I see your face I'm becoming blind by your dazzling grace What a beautiful feeling to be close to you There's nothing else I want to do Ooh, and from the fields of flowers you chose to pick me You're spreading sugar on my misery And I don't fake this kind of feeling never felt so real my heart is on the table cause you're my everything I do, 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 do I wanna marry you Cause 
it's true the way you make me feel so good baby so good 